Here's our spy movie news for November 30th, 2021. The King's Man is coming. Christmas gifts. No time to die box office performance. The Rock is Bond. More red notices. Mission Impossible 8. The Night Agent, a spy among friends, and more No Time to Die news. Craig wanted what? Hi, this is Dan Silvestri of SpyMovieNavigator.com, and our show, Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. Subscribe to our show right now. All right, let's go. What spy movie fans have to look for in December 2021? We'll start this newscast by telling you about two things happening in December 2021. First, The Kingsman gets released on December 22nd. This is the prequel to the first two Kingsman movies. To help with the hype, another trailer has been released. You can find it on YouTube. We'll have our no-spoiler, quick-fire review of that movie out by Christmas. We've been waiting for this movie, which was delayed due to the pandemic. And second, just in time for Christmas, No Time to Die will have its home release on December 20th. It will be available on DVD, Blu-ray, and 4K Ultra HD. According to an article on DigitalSpy.com, the home release comes with more than an hour of bonus content that delves into the action, spectacle, and stunts of Daniel Craig's final Bond outing, while the 4K release has the Being James Bond documentary and four exclusive featurettes. James Bond. All right, No Time to Die overtakes Fast and Furious 9. No Time to Die has overtaken Fast and Furious 9 for the Hollywood box office lead for 2021. It is grossed $734 million at the global box office, with 21% of the revenue coming from the domestic U.S. markets. We've talked about the importance of the non-domestic box office for Bond in previous podcasts. It's still behind Chinese movies Hi Mom and The Battle of Shenzhen, which are at about $882 million for 2021. If we look at Daniel Craig's run, according to Box Office Mojo, Spectre hit 22.7% U.S. domestic for $200 million from an $880 million worldwide take. Skyfall hit 27% U.S. domestic and $304 million in U.S. domestic revenue and $1.1 billion worldwide. Quantum of Solace hit 28% U.S. domestic for $168 million of its $589 million worldwide haul. Finally, Daniel Craig's first Bond movie, Casino Royale, had 27% U.S. domestic from its worldwide $616 million gross. We've previously talked about this speculation that No Time to Die needs maybe around $900 million to break even. So, domestically here in the U.S., this movie has slipped a bit in terms of its U.S. percentage. That was one of the risks of releasing during the pandemic. In fact, an article on Forbes.com says that No Time to Die has broken an odd box office record. When it crossed $700 million worldwide, it had only pulled in $150 million U.S. domestically. It now has the honor of having the lowest domestic gross of any movie that has pulled in at least $700 million worldwide. Wow. Hollywood Music and Media Awards. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell have a follow-up to winning the 2020 Grammy Award for Best Song Written for Visual Media for No Time to Die. The same song won Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell the Song Feature Film Award at the Hollywood Music Awards. You can read more about it on Variety.com. Could this be a foreshadowing of the upcoming Academy Awards? Nominations will be announced February 8th. The Rock as James Bond? Wow. In our February podcast on You Only Live Twice, 
We mentioned that Dwayne Johnson's grandfather, Peter Maivia, was in that movie. He was the guy who carried Bond in from the car into Osato's office where the fight ensued. Well, in an interview with Esquire, Dwayne Johnson talks of his desire to be in a James Bond movie, like his grandfather, although not as a villain. As Johnson puts it, quote, And I would like to follow in his footsteps and be the next Bond, he admitted. I don't want to be a villain. Got to be Bond. <laughs> okay. One more James Bond item. All right, we have one more James Bond item at the end of this newscast. If you've seen No Time to Die, you'll want to check it out. We have it at the end in case you haven't seen the movie and don't want any spoilers. Red Notice. Red Notice sets Netflix record. An article on Yahoo.com tells us that Red Notice is number two on Netflix's top 10 most popular English films of all time, just behind Bird Box. What makes this so impressive is that while Bird Box had 282 million views in its first 28 days, Red Notice is at 277 million views in its first 10 days. By the time you hear this, it likely will have passed Bird Box. We're intrigued as this movie is one of those movies that has been panned by critics. But fans supposedly are eating it up. Red Notice has a 35% tomato meter rating on Rotten Tomatoes, but it has a 92% audience score although only a 72% when including all audience ratings. The tomato meter rating is based on what percentage of verified critics gave a movie a positive review. The audience score requires a 3.5 or higher rating. So why does a movie with these types of reviews get this good of an audience rating? Well, having three box office stars has to help out. Also, it isn't a terrible movie, just not a great movie. If you already have a Netflix subscription, there's no additional cost to stream it. We saw it in the movie theater initially, and that was a mistake in our opinion. While it's fine to watch it at home, we would not subscribe to Netflix just to watch this movie, however. Is there a Red Notice prequel or two in the works? Hmm, more Red Notices? Alright, in looking at these numbers, this shouldn't come as a surprise. In an interview on TheHollywoodReporter.com, director Ross and Marshall Thurber comments about a possible sequel to Red Notice. Red Notice had a price tag approaching $300 million, which is why it was the most expensive Netflix movie ever. Universal jettisoned this project as the costs escalated. A big part of the high cost is the fact that it has three stars in it. As Thurber says, the above-the-line number is very, very high. When you make a Mission Impossible, let's say, you have one Tom Cruise. We've got three Tom Cruises in this movie. Additionally, he says that the costs of the masquerade ball escalated quickly due to filming changes due to the pandemic. Quote, we had to shoot it in layers, in plates, and stitch those pieces together. That is why the budget went up. We started the movie with 400 visual effects shots. It wasn't a visual effects movie at all and ended with 1,500 or so, unquote. So... As for a sequel to Red Notice, Thurber says, quote, I think that is a real possibility. If we were to make a sequel, the only responsible thing would be to make two or three back-to-back. -back. It's such a big production, if you can mount it one time, it will be better for everyone, including for my mental health, unquote. So, maybe there will be two. We'll see. Section 8. The upcoming movie, Section 8, has added Mickey Rourke to the cast. He joins Dolph Lundgren, Scott Adkins, Ryan Quantin, and Dermot Mulroney in the cast. According to an article on Variety.com, quote, the movie is the story of a former soldier who, after avenging the murder of his family, is sprung from prison and recruited by a shadowy government agency, unquote. All right, let's move on. The Night Agent, 
the night agent okay so this technically isn't a spy movie but netflix has cast gabriel basso and lucianne buchanan in lead roles for the upcoming series the night agent this is a political thriller based on the novel with the same name written by matthew quirk basso plays a low-level fbi agent who mans an emergency hotline for american spies oh yeah he does this in the basement of the white house (laughs) this could be an interesting series and how about this one a spy among friends an article on variety.com takes a first look at the upcoming streaming series a spy among friends damian lewis and guy pierce will star as nicholas elliott and kim philby in the series based on the book of the same name elliott and philby were real spies and good friends at the height of the cold war sometimes friends betray friends as we'll find out here this show is expected to be available via streaming in the fall of 2022 what's up with tom cruise mission impossible 8 Tom Cruise did what? (laughs) It's a topsy-turvy world that Cruise lives in. In an article on dailymail.co.uk, it shows a picture of Tom Cruise filming a scene for Mission Impossible 8. In the scene, Cruise hangs upside down from the wing of an airplane. It was a 1941 biplane. We've seen wing walkers before, but never with the star doing the stunts. Mission Impossible 8 isn't set to hit theaters until july 7th 2023 so we have to wait a while to see what this one looks like in the movie you can wait forever and you'd never see me doing this stunt or most anyone really kudos to cruise for doing this one wow all right in memoriam gavin o'herlihy we're sad to report the passing of gavin o'herlihy he's probably best known as playing richie cunningham's brother chuck on the first season of the tv series happy days james bond fans will remember gavin as playing Jack Patachi in the 1983 movie Never Say Never Again. He also appeared in the 1995 spy movie Hidden Assassin. Joe Carroll Dennison, 1942 Miss America winner Joe Carroll Dennison has passed away at the age of 97. In the spy movie world, Ms. Dennison played Frida in the 1944 movie Ladies of Washington. Peter Aykroyd. We're also saddened to hear the loss of Peter Aykroyd, best known for his work as a cast member and writer on Saturday Night Live. Yes, he's Dan's brother, but he showed that talent runs in the family. In the spy movie world, Peter performed and wrote the song, Rock the House Down, for spies like us. All right, here's the James Bond piece we saved to the end. And this is why we saved it to the end. We're closing with this topic, as it contains a spoiler for No Time to Die. End the podcast now. If you haven't seen the movie and somehow avoided the spoilers, you've been warned that this is a spoiler. All right. An article on digitalspy.com talks about how Daniel Craig asked that when he left the franchise, that Bond would die. Whoa. This is according to Paul Duncan's new book, The James Bond Archives, No Time to Die. Craig is quoted as saying, quote, I would like to be killed off when I'm finished, unquote. Wow. If that's true, man, that is one hell of an ego on Craig. (laughs) It also means we have to apologize to Purvis and Wade. We've been harsh critics of their work. What they did in creating the sappy bond we saw in this movie is not excusable. But it looks like the ending wasn't theirs. Why Barbara and Michael would go along with this for 15 years is beyond us because it looks hard to believe that this actor who was just taking over the role would want the character killed off when he was done. He hadn't even done Casino Royale at this point. Plus, it makes his comments about not wanting to do another Bond movie after Spectre seem even more unbelievable and shallow. All right. 
That's the end of our Spy Movie News. This has been Dan Silvestri with SpyMovieNavigator.com. Please subscribe to our show, Cracking the Code of Spy Movies, right now on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube, too. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it.